Hi everyone, welcome to the year of underrated Stephen King. This is a podcast for book lovers and for people who are liking Stephen King, loving him, adoring him, worshiping at his feet like myself, or those who have never read him before and have maybe dismissed him as just being another genre horror author and somebody that's pulpy and not that cool. So what we're going to do in this podcast, what I've been daydreaming about for many a moon, is uh, bringing a podcast where I talk about the literary power of Stephen King. I am very new to the Stephen King club. I think it was about seven years ago I read my first novel, and it wasn't the conventional one. It was a short story collection entitled Full Dark, No Stars. And it was a really happy accident. I was waiting for my mom to finish getting ready. We were gonna go to lunch, and I just picked it up out of their office, reading it on the chair as I was waiting. And within the first like six pages, I was pretty much awestruck, Um, not just because of content or plot, but the sheer writing glory. Um, I finished the book in a few days and was forever changed, really. And so I talk with a lot of people having uh, received an MFA in creative writing fiction. My people are book readers, and those book readers usually read highbrow literary fiction that's written by really brilliant but depressed alcoholics and you know uh, there's there's very little room for for their patience with me when I say oh but this Stephen King book I get this weird look in from them I get this strange kind of look and I guess over time I was like why that look why that look like he he there's something here it's not just genre fiction it's not just something that we should bat our eyes at this is greatness so what i wanted to do with this podcast is look at some of his less popular books the ones that i seem to dabble in uh on my stephen king journey and I would talk with people who had read them or read reviews and they were like, oh, this story sucked. It wasn't even scary, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of shocked because I loved it. Or there was some really deep, rich character building or some beautiful writing or some fantastic prose or, you know, other key moments that really helped me grab on and be transformed. And so I, I guess I was um, trying to find a way to talk about Stephen King to those who have always dismissed him as just pulpy fiction, um, pulpy genre horror fiction. And then I also want to talk to the diehard fans who maybe dismiss his stuff as just wanting a quick scare. So I would wonder if we could all sit down together and I can kind of dissect some of the some of the elements using the stuff that I teach my students as well as the stuff I learned in my graduate school program and talk about why some of these novels might need an extra look. My goal is to maybe get some new Stephen King readers and maybe some old diehard Stephen King readers to maybe take a different look at these underrated novels. These novels didn't fare as well in terms of public opinion. If you look them up, not a lot of them have 
they're they're not given low reviews, but they're definitely not given as many turns on the dance floor as say, you know, Salem's Lot and Carrie and Cujo and The Stand. And these are like the big powerhouse Stephen King novels that everybody knows and loves. And we'll be talking about those as we go into the podcast a little bit because there are truly, you know, I think it might be one of the greatest novels of all time and definitely one of my top 10 of all time. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. But for right now, I just want to talk about what we're going to be doing in this podcast. So I have made my list of some of the novels we're going to be exploring throughout this year. Um, The first one, as I am uh, speaking to you from quarantine, uh, the first novel that we're going to be discussing is Under the Dome. Um, I believe this was written in 2009, and I find it very timely that 10, 11 years later, we, much of the world is very much in its own dome of plague and disease and uh, terrible things happening and death all around us and, um, yeah, kind of hanging on by a thread here. So I decided that during quarantine, I do have the privilege of uh, having a lot of time from home, that I would dive into this very large book. This is a thousand plus pager guys this is a this is a weapon this very large novel very heavy and so I uh, started reading it and I am about three quarters finished I'm just about to finish it up got some really uh, good stuff in it this one is uh, gonna be make for a very fun discussion if you've read it um, apparently there was a TV show not too long ago which was uh, god-awful I hear I hear it was pretty gnarly um, I, I think I saw the trailer for a couple minutes and didn't wasn't super impressed but um, there are some other podcasts out there, tremendous, fantastic uh, Stephen King podcasts that really dive into the film adaptations and the show adaptations. I'm not going to do that too, too much. There are a few I do really want to talk about. Um, upcoming here, we're going to talk about Castle Rock. We're going to talk about the latest Outsider um, show from HBO because those I have watched and I loved them. And I want to talk about why there was such great adaptations. We're also going to have a discussion about the character of Holly Gibbs. For those of you who are readers of Stephen King in this last decade or so, there's been a recurring character called Holly Gibney, and she's very unique and quirky and a little strange. She's popping up all over in Stephen King's novels, and so I really want to talk about why we feel that might be. Uh, So that's coming up. But Under the Dome, I'm almost finished with it, Um, and we're going to have a big discussion where I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly I think that the ending... I don't know what the ending is. I have an idea, (laughs) but um, Stephen King can be kind of notorious for not ending books well or uh, the perception, I should say, the public perception that he does not end books well. Um, I I haven't read enough of that to uh, concur. I have read 20 Stephen King books, so that's not uh, a lot compared to the breadth of his work, but... I, we're going to challenge that in this podcast. We're going to really look at the endings and maybe talk about um, his potential creative decision making for ending it that way. Um, 
this ending to Under the Dome, at this point, it's such a character-rich book. There is so much going on in this little town that I am not as focused on what the actual dome is, which is sort of the big curiosity. I think if people are really focused on that, that probably might lead to some disappointment. Um, In fiction, we talk about there being two things meeting in a good fiction story, um, which this is a terrible, vague example, but it's when one thing meets another thing. So what we have with that is we've got the town um, and all the people and all the characters that Stephen King is exploring, and then we have the dome. So there's the town and the dome, and the the dome seems kind of just this secondary thing kind of happening in the background. So if you're putting a little bit too much focus maybe on the dome, that's maybe where we're going to get a slight bit of disappointment. However, I might be disappointed. Who knows? I have about 200 pages left. It's taken me about a month (laughs) and it's been a really fantastic quarantine read given the fact that life is literally imitating art outside of our doors. So, um, that's going to be our first novel on the docket. Upcoming um, other TV shows I mentioned, we're going to dive into Duma Key, which is a fantastic novel around summertime, especially for you Florida dwellers. Um, next after that, I really want to take a deep dive into Full Dark No Stars. We're going to look at Revival. We're going to look at The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which is a wonderful short little novel from Stephen that I absolutely adore. And a lot of people don't like it. They just crap all over this book and I just, I want to sit down with them is what I want to do. And I want to talk about why this short little novel is a powerhouse really. Um, We're going to dive into Lisey's story, which I recently just read and that one, pardon my French guys, but it's just, it's bad shit. It's bad shit nuts in the best way. And uh, we're going to talk about why Steven has been quoted as saying it is his best written book. So we're going to look at that. It was um, nuts in all the great ways. Uh, Joyland, uh, that is another fantastic summer book um, that I want to talk about and analyze a little bit. And then I have a few more I haven't really decided. I'm hashing out which ones I want to bring to the table. But all of these, for the most part, many of you might not have heard of them. A couple diehard Stephen King fans, maybe you have, um, and you have read them, and you thought they were meh, but maybe this will, sorry, I got some cats over here in the background, (laughs) jumping all over things. So maybe you have heard of them, maybe you haven't, and that's okay. That's okay, Um, because they're... They're, uh, they're the little wallflowers. They're waiting to dance, but they don't get a lot of requests to get out there on the dance floor. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take them for a spin on the dance floor and we're gonna kind of really look at what makes these quiet little gems, little powerhouses. So if you guys have any underrated Stephen King novels that you really feel was not given any due credit or you really wanna explore it on the podcast, please let me know. Um, leave me a message and we can uh, kind of start taking some votes. I'll see which ones are the popular ones uh, for the underrated ones. If it's a Richard Bachman, which is Stephen King's pseudonym, um, we can do that as well. I'd love to dive in. I have yet to read a Richard Bachman novel. I know. As I said, guys, I'm a little late to the party, so I'm trying to 
um, dive in and digest as much Stephen King as I can. Um, it's pretty much all I've been wanting to read lately. I'm, I swooned for him. I truly, over the past few years, have discovered slash decided he is the greatest fiction writer alive. He's a master of fiction and I am so, so glad he is still with us, still cheeky and a, a lovable troublemaker. I don't have Twitter. I'm a little bit too punk rock for some of the social media stuff, but I love his Twitter when I do look up his tweets. And if you do have Twitter, please, please follow Stephen King. He's hysterical. Um, a little political. Um, he's very feisty. So if that's really not your your wheelhouse, you can you know not follow him. But hysterical, um, truly wonderful. He's really having a resurgence lately. In this past um, 2019, and 19 is a very very Stephen King number. But 2019 was a huge year for Stephen King. We had so many um, television shows. We had It uh, Chapter Two in theaters, which was a very cool adaptation. There's a one. There's some wonderful podcasts that do um, really in-depth breakdowns of the film. So, uh, yeah, it was a huge year. It was a really huge year. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about some of those uh, awesome developments from 2019. But the large focus is going to be on these novels. Um, so when we do talk about the books, I'm going to keep them as spoiler-free as possible. Um, or what I might do, I haven't quite decided, I might let the first half of the show be sort of spoiler free, we'll have a little mini break, and then after the show, or pardon me, after the break, I will have um, a nice little uh, post uh, break where I will talk about spoilers and we'll, uh, we'll kind of have some revealings and talk about them book club style. Um, very, very much like a book club. So hopefully at the end, it will make you feel a little bit better about maybe a book you thought was C plus at best in a, your initial reading. Um, and then, uh, or if you've never read it before, maybe it will, um, let you look at it in a new way. My overall goal is to really win over all the Stephen King haters out there. I think that there are a lot, especially those who I went to school with, who uh, just, you know, uh, dismiss it as horror fiction. Um, this is an important note I should also bring up. Me, myself, I am the most paranoid, um, anxiety-ridden person on the planet. Thankfully, um, I'm able to manage it without medication. Nothing against medication. I think medication is fantastic, and I'm so um, supportive of it uh, as it helps um, so many people in tremendous ways. So not knocking uh, medication at all, but I am able to manage my anxiety in a day-to-day -day manner. However, I am afraid all the time, all the time, uh, every minute of the day I'm freaking out. So this is why I find this podcast will be very unique because I am such a little Freddy cat and yet I love Stephen King. I am terrified um, of some of these <laughs> moments in his novels and some of these characters he brings to life. I have had a bad dream once or twice. Um, for those of you who have uh, read Pet Cemetery, that novel is a slow burn up until the end. And then at the end, I, I was just practically crying in terror. However, so worth it. The journey is so worth it. And the writing is so beautiful. And the characters and the plot are rich. And his transitions and the pacing and 
all of these beautiful uh, elements of literature are just in their finest form with Mr. King. Having said that, I'm the biggest Freddy cat on the planet. I do not like horror fiction really from any other author. Stephen King is the only one who I feel his writing is beautiful enough, strong enough that he's able to win me over and keep me reading even when I'm about to pee myself, which has happened once or twice with his novels. But I think what I'd like to preach to all the non-Stephen King people out there, he's not just jump scares. He's not just, you know, a couple throw-in moments like that uh, where just to kind of creep you out a little bit. It's so much more. Um, Yeah, there's scary stuff, but guess what? Life's pretty damn scary, you know? I, uh, I find it pretty terrifying, especially now when we're um, I think CNN even quoted, we're living very much in a Stephen King-like world, to which Stephen King himself replied, I wish we weren't. So um, it's pretty darn terrifying out there, just living day to day. Therefore, um, I find Stephen King novels are so much more than we think, um, or than I want to say the haters think in terms of just dismissive jump scares and no real content or richness there. And to them, I hold up a finger and say, I disagree, sir. I disagree. And let me share my points for why you should believe me or at least give me a listen. So uh, hopefully that has got you on board. It's unique, guys. It's going to be fun. I am a giant Freddy cat who has fallen in love with the writing of Stephen King, but I've noticed that for these underrated novels, I wanted to give them some time in the spotlight. There's some really awesome stuff that we're going to be discussing in um, some of the books this year, and I hope that you'll join me. Uh, So this one is for the book lovers uh, and the book haters. I hope that you'll hang out. Um, We might have some guests coming on. Um, My friend Grace has never read Stephen King before. I don't think. I don't think she has. Um, And so I'm going to, we're going to get her to read one and talk about it and come in to the show as a complete Stephen King virgin. Um, She's also an English major. So we'll kind of take a look at what her thoughts are coming in completely fresh to his writing, to the story, to all the good stuff. Um, Another one I forgot to mention, Bag of Bones. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now at all of my novels, hardcover, by the way, raise the roof for all those hardcover fans out there. Um, Bag of Bones. We're going to be looking at that one as well as Hearts in Atlantis. So I just realized there's a whole bunch that I forgot to say. Um, But uh, we're going to get that accomplished this year for sure. It might stretch into another year, but uh, hopefully... Hopefully we'll be having fun and uh, we'll be sticking around. So that is what we're trying to accomplish in this podcast. I so appreciate all of you listening. I am going to finish up Under the Dome and uh, get that ready for us. It might be the third episode that we do. The second one, I think I really want to talk to you guys about Castle Rock, the uh, television show on Hulu, seasons one and two. We'll dive into that a little bit. Um, I've heard some mixed reviews from people, so I want to kind of talk about what I enjoyed, what was perplexing to me. Um, 
as well as those of you who have not seen the show maybe going in if you might have a little bit of difficulty with some of the characters so we'll talk about that i watched it um with my boyfriend who has not read stephen king either he really enjoyed it so we'll kind of talk about um what makes it a winner for non-stephen king readers as well and then i also would like to talk about holly gibney because she i just she's such a enigma to me. So um, I would love to hear about what you guys think about Holly Gibney. Um, so maybe by episode three, I'll be ready to rock with Under the Dome. And hopefully by then, um, well, uh, <laughs> in terms of these quarantine times, I have, like all of you, just a giant sigh of so many things. Um, I'm, I'm constantly in a state of, of high anxiety as well as uh, you know, under underestimating, overestimating, um, worrying. Uh, it's unprecedented. Everyone keeps saying that word, unprecedented. Um, it is. It is, in fact. Um, and all we can do is keep breathing and stay as safe as we can, take care of your loved ones. Um, and if you do have the privilege of uh, being inside for a little bit, and uh, I recommend picking up a Stephen King novel, um, Under the Dome is quite timely. <laughs> uh, it's a big one. It might be a nice introduction towards some really fantastic character development. Um, if not, I recommend the short story, if you've never read Stephen King before, Full Dark, No Stars. That one is the one that I first read, and it transformed my life for the better. Um, so that's all I have for you guys for now. I so appreciate you listening. Um, hopefully you'll uh, pop up again for the next show, and um, I'm excited to talk about these books with you. I'm excited to make fans of the haters and longtime devotees of Stephen King. Maybe we'll give these novels another spin and take them out on the dance floor once more. Um, thank you guys so much. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you later.